With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is 2 o'clock west, 5 o'clock east here on the first of the year, 2024. I say that because the Rose Bowl about to kick off. Looks like we're going to have about 10 minutes until we kick off at the Rose Bowl. Alabama, Michigan, Michigan Lane, two, two and a half. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. We're going to head out to New Orleans, the host of the Sugar Bowl tonight. 24-7 sports national college football reporter Brandon Marcello is going to join. We've had Brandon on the show a bunch, does a great job. B. Marcello on Twitter. And as we say hi to Brandon, we'll get to the Sugar Bowl in just a second, but you do have a few minutes, so we'd love to get your take. Michigan is laying two and a half against Alabama. Where are you at on the Rose Bowl? Uh, I'm not betting against Nick Saban. Um, He's won six straight semifinal games. Jim Harbaugh has lost six straight bowl games. Uh, Michigan looks terrible in bowl games under Harbaugh, especially in these last two playoff games. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why that is. Make your own uh, just, judgments there. Shorter. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But I, I'm not betting against Alabama. I've got Alabama winning this one straight up. Okay. Brandon, we, you know, it's crazy. We all agree with you. Michigan was a point and a half favorite this morning. 19 of our 23 experts said just what you said, Alabama, yet the numbers moved up to two and a half. So something's got to give. That will be fascinating. The game you're at, the Sugar Bowl there in New Orleans, Texas, Washington. Now this number, we were seeing some fours on the board earlier, but right now I'm seeing everywhere. Texas laying three and a half and a total of 62. Let's jump into the breakdown of this matchup. Well, what's interesting here is just to me, it's going to come down to third downs, right? Um, Texas has the best third down defense in all the country in stop percentage. They have been fantastic all year. And despite that, they haven't been enough credit, I think, especially their secondary. Their secondary is seems to be to everybody the weakness. Everybody's talking about those defensive tackles, the Devondre Sweat and what they're able to do in the pass rush. And that's helped them out in the back end, obviously, and on third downs. But I think that secondary is vastly underrated. And they're going to be tested big time, of course, today against that Washington receiver core led by Roma Dunze. And Washington's third down offense has been pretty great. It's been 12th in the nation right now heading into this bowl game. But to me, it's all going to come down to third downs. And can they get to Michael Penix? Penix, not necessarily a mobile quarterback, as we all know. I think Texas has got the advantage there. Brandon, when you look at this Texas team offensively, what is the biggest challenge they present to Washington's defense? I think it's just for them, it's, it's actually their, their receiver core. And Quinn Year is being so efficient. You know, he isn't necessarily explosive, though. You look back, I always go back to week two against Alabama. He hit some explosive plays, but that's not necessarily his strength. His strength is he's just efficient. He knows to go worth the ball and they've got fantastic receivers. This is by far, as we know, and uh, at any of the bowl games, including the semifinals here, this is the best group of receivers between Texas and Washington 
in, in all of college football in a game this year. I can't wait to see it. And it's going to be up to the members of the secondary to be able to slow them down. And, of course, we've got to see if there can be a pass rush created by either team. And right now, when it comes to all that, I give Texas the check marks in every single one of those categories. The total, Brandon Marcello, 24-7 sports covering college football. He's at the Sugar Bowl. That's the nightcap, Texas-Washington in the college football playoff. The total is 62-and-a-half offensively. Total shootout like the number represents, or do you see it playing out differently? Man, that's a tough, tough number to look at. Um, you know, I don't I think it'll come under that right now because of that Texas pass rush. I think it's gonna slow things down. I think this is a game that'll be decided probably in the upper twenties. Um, when all is said and done. And again, this is probably going to end up being a game where it comes down to the final possession, and that's Washington's game. And the reason for that is because they are comprised of an incredible amount of like fifth-year and sixth-year guys at crucial spots on the field. Michael Penix, of course, being a six-year guy. Their linebacker core, for example, as well, in All-Americans. Washington has won a nation-leading Nine straight games by 10 points or less. Seven of those games have been decided by one possession. And Washington has come out on top of all those. That's not luck. That's just them playing their game. And they are successful in doing so. And if this game is tight in the fourth quarter, that's the one area. We talk about intangibles and all that. You try to define the intangible. Washington has seemingly done that by having veteran guys that are able to come out and play close games and always come out on top at the end because they always know what to do in crunch time. Can the Texas pass rush get to Penix? He's only been sacked 10 times this year. He has thrown nine INTs and he has a tendency to throw up one or two balls a game that are up for grabs. But can they get home? Because if not, isn't it going to be a challenge for the secondary? You mentioned how good they are, but against Odunze, uh, Polk and McMillan. Yeah, I, I think they could very well. Um, and really, I'm interested to see just how quick they try to get the ball out of Penix's hands. You know, they love to go downfield, obviously, but they need to be a little bit more efficient, use more of the short game a little bit to open things up down the field. If they come out not necessarily doing what I just said, which is trying to hit the quick passes and they're trying to go big early, that's going to play into Texas's hand. That's when they're going to be able to get the Penix and up that sack number right there. So keep an eye on that early in the game. Okay, Brandon, you've got Texas, you've got Alabama coming up in a few minutes at the Rose Bowl straight up beating Michigan. If you just zoom out and take a look at the bowl season, what are some of the headlines? Like as this is what you do for a job, you cover the sport. What have you taken away from this year's bowl season? Uh, I hate to say it, but I've been almost completely disinterested. Um, I've woke up on some days and not knowing what bowl games were going to be on TV. Um, because in doing my job and doing my research, I just see all the opt-outs, all the guys in the portal. I look at the depth charts and they're pretty much like spring rosters. Some of these rosters are not as good as they're going to be in the spring. Of course, Florida state being the primary example with 29 guys out of the freaking game. I mean, Texas A&M and their good bowl game against Oklahoma state. We're down to at least 55 scholarship players in that game. And that's common throughout all these bowl games. So many new starters coming in. And yes, you can write all you want about the storyline of here's the future of this team. This is so exciting. No, it's not because those aren't the teams we watched earlier this season. You want to see a continuation of what you were seeing this season. You want to compare and contrast teams based off what you saw this season. You don't want to look into hypotheticals of here's what this team's going to look like next season, just without five different other starters. It's not going to look like the team they're going to look like in the spring, let alone next fall. So stop giving that bull crap about this is the future. Why not be excited about it? And Oh, look, the players that are there are really excited about it. Yes. I'm sure they, are i would be too if i was getting to play in a bowl game and i haven't been able to play all that much this season but the viewers 
the fans, they don't care all that much about it. Go look at the ticket sales and go look at the rating numbers in a lot of these games. I mean, goodness gracious, before we enter the New Year's Six games and all that, the highest rated game was the Pop Tops Tarts Bowl. Not because it was going to be a great matchup, but because everybody wanted to see a freaking Pop Tart get eaten. That's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, Brandon, to your point, when you look at the landscape of college football now, do teams who are middle tier teams in, say, the SEC, the Big Ten, are they always at a threat to have their quarterbacks poached by some bigger programs whose quarterbacks don't work out? I mean, it seems like it's constantly happening now. Oh, absolutely. And yet there's still some teams out there that could be poaching that aren't poaching when they should. And I actually look at one team right now that for whatever reason, Hugh Freeze at Auburn said this. Maybe he's doing his job incorrectly. They haven't went out in the portal to go look for a quarterback despite Peyton Thorne being an absolute kind of failure for them this year. They're trying to recruit and develop players from high school on up instead of going to the portal. They're trying to take a different approach. And in this day and age, I'm not so sure that is the way to go. You still got to go get you a quarterback if your quarterback you have right now isn't very good. We've seen Clemson, what's happened to them the last two years and how they have fallen down because they refuse to go into the portal and go get players. So, um, yeah, people are going to get their players poached, especially the quarterback spots. But, you know, bravo to the quarterbacks who see what they're worth and enter the portal and know that they can go get some NIL money elsewhere. Okay, Brandon, before we say goodbye, you're there in New Orleans, Sugar Bowl tonight, Texas, lane three and a half, Washington, of course, the Final Four, a chance to play in the national championship game. I'm going to put you on the spot. How about a score prediction tonight? Oh, man, either way, I can see the going either way, but I'm going to say that I think Texas 28, uh, Washington 24 is your final. Okay, Texas in a cover, but barely. Brandon Marcello, 24-7 Sports. Enjoy the game tonight. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So that is a, by the way, that would be a push if you're betting the four, which is out there as well. Um, do you guys have the same sentiment? Do you, do you share his opinions of the bowl season this year? I, I completely agree. I thought he said it best. Patrick, I'm telling you that first Saturday when you had those six games, including the L.A. Bowl, I barely tuned into the games. I remember you talked about the play you had on the Miami game early on. It was a monsoon in Orlando. That game was an easy winner. Other than that, I wasn't really engaged in them. And I have to tell you, being a huge college football fan, you're usually looking forward to the bowl matchups. Some of the out-of-conference matchups are intriguing. Nowadays, you literally spend your time looking at the local beat reporters that cover these teams, whether it's the Tallahassee Democrat that covers Florida State or some other schools like um, AL.com that covers Alabama. Obviously, they're not going to have any opt-outs, but you're looking at Auburn and some of these other programs going, who's in, who's in, uh, and who's out of the lineup? Marvin Harrison practiced during the week for the Buckeyes, then didn't play. I mean, this has become very difficult, especially from the space we're in from a betting standpoint. You're starting to lose key guys. I think we're going to see a disintegration of the Bulls. Today in the Fiesta Bowl, there was nobody in Glendale between Liberty and Oregon. You mentioned Florida State. They've got a new quarterback. It was announced not too long ago, which is seemingly what we follow now. Who's going where at the quarterback position? We'll come back and let you know and kick off the Rose Bowl just down the road here. Michigan, two, two and a half over Alabama. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, 
Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yeah, he he launched from out of bounds. We'll get to it right now, $9.99. Sign up, get a month, become a pro over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Get the tools, some picks at a glance, and pro tips. Everything we offer for $9.99. Okay, so let's set up what just happened here. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Now, J.J. McCarthy was rolling right on the first offensive play for Michigan and the first offensive play of the game in the Rose Bowl and literally just threw one of the worst picks you're ever going to see. Threw it directly to whether the linebacker or defensive back for Alabama. They went to the review because Alabama, the defensive player, was standing out of bounds when he jumped up to catch the ball. So the interception was overturned and a reprieve for McCarthy and Michigan them all. Yeah, absolutely. Now they come out with a second down play. They throw a quick out. But I got to tell you, Patrick, what I have concern I have is if you're Michigan, your confidence has got to be shot in the quarterback. I know he's had a great season, but you're playing the Crimson Tide. It's a different beast. And then all of a sudden to have an interception on the first play, I know it was overturned. But from a confidence standpoint, that doesn't bode well. Let's see if he can bounce back here as they face a third down and eight scenario. But to me, this was an important opportunity for this Michigan team. If they can get a first down here, maybe sustain something, it could change the dynamic of the game but boy it just felt like a big play even though it was incomplete and that's going to be an incompletion so michigan's going to punt you mentioned it it's almost like alabama you brush that off and say we got them after the pick the quarterback i don't know if the sun was in mccarthy now again i've never been a mccarthy guy but i don't know if the sun was in his eyes but he threw that ball on the first again most of the time those first 15 20 plays are going to be scripted specifically the first set and for him to throw that pick dustin that's about as gross as it gets to start it was just such an odd play on his part because he was rolling rolling he has nothing to nothing working over there and he completely forced it and like that's the thing like with jj mccarthy the whole thing is that he's not going to make mistakes like if he if he does what he's supposed to do for this offense it's not make mistakes he needs to make one or two throws to win a game keep them in the game he can't be making decisions like that and the fact that alabama showed him something out of the gates that forced him into that that intrigues me for the crimson tide side side of things if you're a michigan fan or a backer Aren't you frustrated that you didn't go to your number one asset in Blake Corum on the first drive at all? And I also, it goes back to what Brooks Austin, who came on the show, said. He said, you're not going to play bully ball against a team that's going to bully you. I think Michigan throwing the ball to start is them showing some trepidation that they can't match up bully-wise like they can against everybody else. I hated the start for Michigan. If I'm a Michigan backer, to your point, I freaking hated it. The only way I like that play is if it was a trick play. To me, I thought Harbaugh should have came out and set the tone and done something kind of wacky to throw Alabama off the scent a little bit because we know what what Michigan wants to do. It's pretty simple offense. It's not exactly a wide-open spread offense. I would have given them something weird to think about in that first drive. 
They just got a huge sack yeah. to start. So Michigan's defense repays as Milrow loses. It looks to be 12 to 14 yards on first down. It's going to be second and 23. So, yeah, 13 yard loss for Milrow on his first drop back. So a kind of a clunky start here to the Rose Bowl as Milrow on second and 23 is going to pick up the original 13 loss. So it's going to be third and about 10 to go for Alabama. A fascinating 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 game as of course again you guys were asking me during the break i told you that back at home and i probably talked to 20 people 10 said they've got bama 10 said they've got michigan while saying michigan this michigan team for a lot of them was the most talented up and down michigan team of their lifetime there is a mystique about saban there is a mystique about the sec there's just something to it and by the way i told you harbaugh is going to leave and i I don't think many michigan fans are going to be crying tears as they say hi goodbye to harbaugh because there's always something milrow in trouble again goes down a huge Huge sack. Looked like two sacks from the interior by Michigan. It's going to be fourth and long, and Alabama forced a punt. Look, yeah. That O-line was an issue earlier in the year for it, Alabama, and it's kind of looking like early in the season for the Tide right now. Yeah, right now, you know, you look at J.C. Latham gets on the left tackle, gets blown past there. Stewart uh, it was in a blitz package here, gets the sack here, second sack in two plays. Patrick, I want to go back to something you just said. Back in Michigan, people are not going to be that sad potentially to see Jim Harbaugh leave. You look at this Wolverines team, I think, what are they, 39 and 2 or 38 and 2 over the last three seasons? What is, oh my goodness. Oh, fumble, fumble on special teams. Alabama recovers the ball. Alabama's got the ball what off a botch on? on the punt. So Michigan attempts to field coming all the way. I don't know who that is returning, but Michigan attempts to field a very short punt. The punt returner botches it. Alabama jumps on it, going to have great field position going the other way. Uh, this is a brutal start for Michigan. You you said it in passing, Patrick? Is the sun possibly involved in this? It looked like it on this play. Because he missed he misplayed it. He mistimed it. He missed everything. Think, you guys see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, think he, about it, think about he the is time. looking directly up into the sun. You're hundred oh, percent so right. Think about the time of when this game's kicking off. It's two twenty and it feels like the sun sun will be setting completely in what like two and a half hours, two hours. Yeah. Like I feel like that sun is right there with the bowl stadium with that no upper deck. Impossible. By the by the way, impossible for Michigan Michigan to win if they're going to lose the turnover battle. Literally I com- impossible. Completely agree with you, especially after you get two great sacks. But pa- Patrick or, or Dustin, I don't know which one you hit it on in terms of the vision. When you look at that replay and you see them back there trying to field that punt, it was absolutely in his uh, the sun was in his eyes and it was a factor in this play here and i think you guys are right this we, is something to, to pay attention a, to weird to wear a visor that's not tinted i would agree with well you i there. guess because i think the anticipation is going to get darker throughout the game so then you have to switch helmets i guess but that that is an odd move you can switch the visor out easily Milrow second and four on the michigan 37 we will keep you updated as a little play action uh, he keeps the ball on the quarterback option and looks like he's going to pick up the first. So they're going to be down to the 33 of Michigan after the botch punt. 11.03 to go in the first at the Rose Bowl. You know, you're talking special teams always key, specifically in a big game like this. Turnover is always going to be key. It, it doesn't help that your head coach was at SoFi before the game interviewing for the Chargers <laughs> and not helping with special teams. I mean, come on. You can't pretend like the Stallion stuff. You can't pretend like the Harbaugh, just the flaky, idiosyncratic nature of the coach. It's all adding up. Why wouldn't a coach that's got this team back in the final four why wouldn't my friends and family back in michigan be absolutely losing their minds about potentially losing the guy there's just something about him he rubs everybody the wrong way it'll be fascinating to see what happens but that turnover is going to loom large you're absolutely right and i tell you what the defense comes out with the polar opposite start of the offense does a tremendous job i mean guys think about this and i I don't know maybe you guys know off the top of your head but when was the last time a team had two sacks in three dropbacks against Alabama to start a football game. I mean, yeah, that is point. so 
I mean, incredibly rare. Great start by the defense. And then I thought you said it. Samaji Morgan comes up on the punt, and I'm looking at it. You see the reflection off the visor. I mean, uh, Dustin said it right now, or you may have said it, Patrick. 225 Pacific time. The sun where it's at. I mean, from the angle, it is just absolutely brutal. And you talk about deferring to the second half being a bad spot yeah. there potentially for um, or the decision. Excuse me. Alabama probably deferred. Michigan said we want to receive the ball. Alabama's decision to kick in that direction has paid dividends so far. Well, those are the, those are the type of details, the mm-hmm. fastidiousness of, yeah. of Saban. Like, I agree with what Dustin said. How do you have a clear visor? You could tell the punt returner was battling the sun there. Those are the details, the attention, the details that, you know, you would assume Michigan's all over it. I'm not going to pretend like they're not. But in that instance, they certainly weren't. He misread that completely, and it had everything to do with the sun. You're 100 percent right. Patrick, I said this to Dustin last week. We were watching a college football game. I have a theory. And I know 99% of people would disagree with it. I'm like, don't ever try and return the punt. It is a 40-yard turnover waiting to happen. It is a fresh set of downs, and you give the other team 40 yards. It is the most fumbled play in football. I'm like, get away from the ball. You said it best. You go, if Michigan loses the turnover battle, they got no shot. I mean, you gave the ball to Alabama at around plus 42-yard line, one first down, and with their kicker, they're going to be in field goal range. This is absolutely just as catastrophic of a start you could have if you're Michigan in any scenario that you fathom. Maybe the turnover to Downs could have been a little bit worse, but now you go on offense, you have a great defensive performance, and then on the flip side, you ball right back to Bama. Well, and that, now Your for live our- number is flipped. Sorry, Dustin. Yeah. Quickly, DraftKings live number is flipped. Close to two and a half Michigan right now, Alabama, as they're driving in Michigan territory with the timeout. They are laying two and a half at DraftKings. Well, and now Alabama can adjust what their initial game plan was, right? Because the way things look so far, they're getting pressure on Milrow. Even on the on the scamper just now where he ran for the first down on the zone read, they were up in his grill. I think they're going to keep it in a box. They're going to run, and they're just going to play for some points here. I think it's going to be third down. Yeah, they reversed it. The he, was, he was short. They okay. originally on the field gave him the first down. They rightfully moved it back a yard. It's going to be third and one. Right around the Michigan 33. So Milrow and Bama going to want to pick up this first down as it's going to be third and one in Michigan territory. We'll keep you updated as we get going. Again, Michigan and McCarthy opened the game with a turnover, an interception on the very first play. It was overturned. The Alabama player was barely out of bounds when he launched to catch the ball. Then Michigan botches the punt. And here comes Alabama with an opportunity to score and open up. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Alabama touchdown first up there at the Rose Bowl. We'll get to the details, but right now, an opportunity to tell you about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating. What a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. It was a botched, a fumbled snap by Milrow. Picks it up, hands it off to Jace McClellan, and he went untouched for 34 yards to the house. Alabama leads 7-0 at the Rose Bowl. And right now, the live number of Mall Shaw, we welcome you back here on Sharp Money, is Alabama laying four and a half, a total of 48 and a half. I'll tell you what, I like that under 48 and a half. You're getting over a couple of crucial numbers there in 47 and 48. And I know Alabama had the explosive play, but if you look at it, that was the seventh offensive play they ran, guys. The first six were not overwhelming. It feels like Michigan's defense can put some pressure on them when they're throwing the football. So... This, this would be something to pay attention to. Patrick, Michigan can't win a higher scoring game. I don't think Alabama's opposed to getting into a higher scoring game, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to play out that way. I do. I, would, I wouldn't be afraid to lay Michigan. I think it was you, Dustin, that mentioned it during the break. That's just not the type of team that comes from behind. And they're in a hole early. 941 to play here in the first Alabama up seven. Nothing. No, I mean, they want to run the football. They want to do what Alabama is doing to them right now. They want to keep it on the ground. They want to keep it simple. And they want to push people around in the trenches. You can't do that with Alabama. Now, I will say this. Their defensive front 
on that second drive for Alabama was absolutely getting through the line. Milrow just happened to make a nice play in his own read, get near the first down, pick up a first down on a short push, uh, tush push, and then they open things up with a big run for a touchdown by McClellan. Uh, I, I've been impressed with the Michigan front thus far. It's just I don't trust McCarthy, and those receivers – are not very good for Michigan. Don't have a lot of experience there. And you're going against two of the best corners in the country, if not the single best duo with what Alabama puts out there. I don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball with them. They're going to have to keep running it. And if Michigan or if Alabama can can limit that, the run game for Michigan, I hate the idea of Michigan playing from behind. And I love Nick Saban playing with a lead. Well, listen, let's just add to our bias that we've had so far with everybody at Visa in terms of Bama. Now, including this college football playoff game in the last three against Georgia and TCU, Michigan has now been outscored 55 to nine in the first <laughs> half. Yeah. And we mentioned their, I guess, inability to come from behind. Well, they haven't had to really come from behind this year because they led or were tied for 97 percent of the snaps all season. Michigan, they were constantly playing from in front and Blake Corum, as we speak, picks up a chunk, looked to be about a 20 yard run, 25 yard run. Uh, let's see. No, more like a 30, 35 yeah. yard run down to the 50. So it's going to be a little inside the 50. Looks like the Alabama 48 for Michigan as they look to pick up some momentum. Dustin, something you said about that defensive front of Michigan, while they have looked very good early on, a 34 explosive, a 34 yard explosive run by McClellan where he wasn't touched. That's not a great look for that same no. defensive front, if we're being fair. Well, it's almost like Alabama was feeling them out, seeing how they were defending him and waiting for an opportunity to, you know, to, to run something different at them. And then they caught him by surprise there. Uh, because Nick Saban, Tom, and give credit to Tommy Reese, by the way. Tommy Reese has gotten to know what works and what doesn't work with the players he has this year throughout the season. It's one of the better coaching jobs we've seen. I think out of the gates, everyone was wondering, how did they, why did they go get this guy from Notre Dame to take over this offense? But as the year went on, the offense got better and better, and I would just keep feeding Jace McClellan as Michigan's driving here on second and 10 with a short pass in the flats. They're going to be stopped and bring up a third down and about seven. Yeah, they just threw the ball yeah, to Cole. Alabama was all over what you just mentioned. That little short out to the flat. Alabama was absolutely, the speed is there. The, Michigan there, hasn't played anybody this fast. That's obvious. There's no question about it. The other thing is Colston Loveland, the tight end, uh, he's a big time prospect. He's got to be involved in this game heavily for Michigan if they're going to be effective. And I'll tell you what, I don't, I, guys, I didn't see what they did on first down. I think it was a pass that was batted down, right? Um, yeah, they, yeah. The McCarthy had a, a rollout batted down. We saw Corum. We saw what he did on the yeah. first two plays. And now they're going to face a fourth and one. And this is a no-brainer. You're going to go for this. But, man, I'm sorry. If you're Michigan... I get you have an affinity for number nine. If you're Jim Harbaugh and Sharon Moore, you live and die on number two. Yeah. You, you go with Blake uh, Corum. If he does well, well you my win assumption the game. is here on fourth down because you, you just mentioned it. McCar yeah. McCarthy just picked up what eight yards yeah. on third down. It's going to be fourth and one. No doubter. They go for it on the Alabama 41. My assumption it is. And my assumption is it's going to be what you just said. Blake Corum. It has to be. And also on top of it, you just got to ride Corm. He Look, I'll tell you one thing. No, Wheatley was a good, offensive lineman. Well, no, Patrick remembers so many great Michigan running backs. Anthony Thomas, Tyrone Wheatley, so many guys that have come through there that have been effective. But I got to tell you, for my money, Blake Corm is as, as good as anybody I've seen at Michigan. May not be an NFL player like a Tyrone Wheatley or, or some of these other guys, but he gets better as the game progresses. Corum up the middle, picked up four, so a first down for Michigan. Yeah, he's got the build of Mike Hart, yeah, but I think better than Hart was, and Hart was a great Wolverine. Uh, Tim Bianca Patuca, there's just names you go on and on with the Michigan running backs as it's going to be first down for Michigan. They look to answer the scoring drive from Alabama. They're on the Bama 30. Uh, another read option, handed off there, McCarthy to Corum, who picks up two. Looks like they're going to try to get McCarthy more involved using his legs, which is probably a good idea because that's his strength. Very old school matchup going on right now, by the way. This is a very old school approach to college football. A lot of run games happening here. Not a lot of passes. None downfield. The longest pass so far. A catch by uh, Dupree for, for Alabama for 11 yards. Well, I, t I tell you what, you know, Michigan got off to a rough start. 
guys, they're going to be here all day. They're going to be able to run the ball on Bama. I think that's one thing. Now, the question is, can McCarthy make the plays when he has the opportunity to do so? If he can do that, just like he did now. That's a nice play. Michigan's going to be in business. Yeah, rolling against his body, rolling left. McCarthy avoids a sack and delivers a strike to pick up a first down. So that was a nice play from McCarthy. Maybe that settles him down a little bit. I believe that's his first completion of the day, and it was done very well as he throws across his body and picks up. It looks like about 20 20 yards down to the 17 of Alabama. I have a question for you guys since we haven't made it about me in a while. I want to circle it back. I have two tickets, 40 to one in Alabama, 40 and 25 to one. Excuse me, down to the uh, 14 of Alabama. Go ahead, Dustin. If you were me and I could only choose one of my 40 to one tickets to advance to the national championship. If you were in my position, would I rather have Alabama or would I rather have Washington in the championship? Well, you got to lead. There's no. That's not even a question. You got if you're up seven nothing, or but what you're talking no, about no, is you we'll expect prefer, Michigan to equalize here. Yeah, figure out who they might be playing in the title game and how they match up. Like which ticket would I rather advance of the two? It's good. Well, Alabama certainly going to be favored over at Washington. Yes, that's what you're talking about. So my assumption is you'd want to hold on to the Bama ticket. Here's what, second and four at the Bama eight. McCarthy Gunn's going to be throwing the football here. It's going to be an easy touchdown oh, yeah. to Corum out of the backfield. You know so what? That was very impressive by Michigan to answer. I would say McCarthy read the blitz. There was like a delayed blitz on the outside from the edge guy, and he read it perfectly, waited for the guy to make his move, and just dumped it off to Corum. Really impressive drive by Michigan <laughs> there. I, I tell you what impressed me. Patrick talked about it, the strike. You used the right word, exactly what it was on that play. On the, I didn't see who he threw the ball to for about 20 yards. That was a beautiful play. And then I like the third down and eight or nine call where McCarthy kept it for seven or eight yards. And then they get the first down and 10 plays, 75 yards and 518. I, I tell you what, they needed some time off the clock because remember, their second possession never happened uh, because of the fumble. And we saw Bama with five, about five minutes off the game clock already. Second score of the day is a Michigan touchdown. McCarthy to Quorum, but throwing the football. So we do have... 7-7, Rose Bowl. Beautiful day there, Pasadena. As right now, I'll get you an updated number. Jim Harbaugh is excited. McCarthy's excited. Yeah, I think the reason I called out that kind of thrown across his body on that 20-yard strike, it looked like sometimes it just takes for a quarterback a nice completion like that to settle down and the offense very crisp on the answer to Alabama score there. So let's get a live update on the number. Looks like DraftKings They're jumping all over the place. Dustin, if you have a different one, let me know. I'm refreshing. DraftKings is showing Bama laying a point and a half tied at seven. That's what I've got in the uh, in-game totals, 51 and a half right now. Yep, Moneyline Bama, $1.20. Moneyline Michigan with the straddle, $1.10. So 51 and a half, as you mentioned, point and a half, laying it with Alabama. A good start entertaining to say the least it's gonna be a fist fight till the end (laughs) man they're throwing haymakers i I gotta tell you if you had plans if you were somebody who was planning on kind of bailing out before the texas game you're gonna be locked in on this this just feels i actually think i might have to stay i don't know if i'm gonna make it home in time at halftime no i'm staying until halftime i think i might stay the whole game here depending on how things are going it's just a mammoth answer by Michigan. Why? Not just to answer the score, but to kind of overcome the nerves. That was a pick that McCarthy threw on the first pass of the game. They got lucky, overturned. A botched punt, obviously recovered by Alabama in the score. Michigan needed to answer, and they did. Got to give them credit as we continue along here. Again, if you want to lay it in-game right now at DraftKings, Bama's laying a point and a half. Michigan catching a point and a half, 110 on the money line. 51 and a half on the total. We continue Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get $150 instantly in bonus bets for new customers using the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N at DraftKings. And here's the kicker. You also get NBA League Pass. This is an amazing deal from DraftKings. Make sure you sign up using the promo code VSIN. Get $150 in League Pass right now. We got you back here. Little over four minutes to go in the first quarter. Rose Bowl, Michigan answers. Okay, so it's tied up at sevens. The live in-game number, Alabama. Actually, it's flipped now. Michigan laying a point and a half over at DraftKings. 51 and a half on the total. So we'll see if Alabama can answer Michigan. That was a crisp, very nice answer, boys. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. By Michigan, it's now Amal, Alabama's opportunity. Yeah, and we said during the break, Patrick, this is an important drive for Michigan, excuse me, for Alabama. I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but the way the Wolverines looked, they looked nervous early on. Maybe the sunlight was a factor on the McCarthy throw that was incomplete and the Morgan fumble that was uh, obviously Alabama recovered on. But guys, Michigan looked great on that opening, uh, excuse me, on their second drive in terms of the way they eff- effectively got that ball down the field. And Blake Corum hadn't caught a touchdown pass all season. He had 24, 25 scores, Dustin. That was his first touchdown reception of the year. Uh, hello. Sorry, I can't talk. I'm on the air. Uh, that was my friend Mo, uh, last name Mentum, and it's back on Michigan sidelines right now. Oh, no. They've got all <laughs> the momentum back. I am very nervous about my Alabama ticket. You, like you okay, that? man? You want to take that back or we just continue <laughs> act like it didn't happen? The phone call thing? I stand by it. I, 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 you, you I do. put my stamp you do. on You stand it. by it. I put my stamp on Sorry. it. Sorry. It wasn't good. With the prop for our radio. You know who loved that one? The radio audience. Yeah. The prop. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, look, yeah, I was hoping someone would fill in the, the blanks there and be like, hey, guys, he's on the phone right now. <laughs> oh, but, I let you down. Oh, yeah. My bad. Third and 11. Here's Alabama to Mall's point. If they're going to answer here, this is a huge third down for both their offense and Milrow's going to pick it up with his feet, although he slides early. You don't love that by Milrow, who's been talking a lot of smack. Fellas, he could have got that first down. That was, Uh, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, that was weak. Yes. That was weak. Yes. Also, Grant. Holy, dude, I got Michigan. 
Michigan's going to win this game. Are you kidding? Dustin, you're holding up your finger. Milbro just gave up. He went to make a cut and he slipped. No, 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 no. no. Patrick no, is correct. No. What happened he got was afraid. He, he, the, the line of scrimmage was at the 24. The play breaks down. He goes right through the hole. He's got six yards in his sleep. And then he could have gotten the full 11 yards, but he starts to slow down and he had to take on a cornerback. He's 6'4", he, he 232. It's, it's that Rose Bowl grass. Dude, he had to take the defenders on there and pick yes. up the first down. He picked nine when he had plenty of space in front. He, the defenders were converging from either side. He just won't. Go, he cuts them right through the middle. He picks up that first down. That is a huge play. Milrow has been very vocal, obviously using a lot of the quote unquote haters. I keep receipts about his quarterback play. Well, and right there, he gave up a little bit. And, and that, co that coincides with things because he really wants to be viewed as a pocket passer. Like he wants to scramble to throw, not be considered a runner. But he's an elite runner, so run the damn ball. By the way, uh, into running the into the kicker was not called, which would have given Ooh, Alabama a first down. How was that not called? I, I have no idea. He almost took off his leg. And I'll tell you what, James Burnett. Oh, the, yeah. The Australian kicker, six foot six. He's hurt. He is hurt. His leg might have broke his leg. His yes. leg completely twisted. He, I want to oh, tell no, you guys. He's walking off. I don't think he's going to be able to return in this game. It's early. But just based on what we're seeing early on in his reaction, he, he is going to be a no-go the rest of this. This could be crucial if Bama doesn't that, have a good backup be punter. Huge. Look, I, I, it wasn't called a penalty. should have been a penalty. Yes. You have to allow the punter to come down and finish the kick. That didn't happen. I'm going to tell you this right now. If I am Michigan if I am a Michigan coach, I am somehow getting tablets full of Milrow going down early yes. yeah. and completely going up to the offense and defense and saying they're afraid. They don't they're want They're afraid of you. Let's beat them up. Yep. Run this football. They don't want it because I'm telling you, Milrow gave up on that play. That is unacceptable. Thousand percent right. To me, that Patrick called it. He's watching. He's saying it's going to be a first down. You're right. And we were a little bit ahead of you, so we saw what happened. But I got to tell you, he folded like a tent in a hurricane. Yeah, he did. And I said it immediately. I said he went, he gave up. Yep. He gave up on the run. I, I I know what you meant, Dustin, that it looked like he cut. But no, he saw the defenders coming. I, that that was a weird play. That was. Second and six for Michigan. They're at their own. It looks to be like the 37. So we'll see what happens. McCarthy's starting to look a little bit more poised as he throws an out route, picks up the first down, a pickup there of about eight. So Michigan's starting to gain some confidence here. Take a look at the board. Texas, Washington. This number is down to three and a half, blanketed pretty much everywhere. We did have fours on the boards earlier, boys. Obviously a much uh, as far as the total, much more elevated than Alabama-Michigan closed. This is going to be 62 right now in the total market for Texas-Washington. Yeah, a national semifinal, you know, you're not necessarily feeling confident maybe taking it over. But, guys, I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game. The higher-scoring it is, I think it favors Washington more. The lower-scoring it is, I think it favors Texas. Because Texas's defense, you said it last week, Patrick, just far superior to what Washington is defensively. But at the same time, they have not faced an offense with the type of oh, fire power in the passing game and then uh, Dylan Johnson in the running game they're outstanding for Washington Michigan a little downhill now boys yeah they're gonna beat they're gonna be uh, Al sorry Alabama's in trouble they're gonna beat Alabama Alabama's in trouble it just felt yeah, like Alabama's it, in big time trouble the momentum you know Dustin talked about it and you said it Patrick it, coming into this next drive it was such a crucial spot it just seems like Michigan's comfortable and the confidence you can literally see it rising as the plays are going forward yeah I agree with that and another handoff. It's going to be another first down for Michigan. A gate of six or seven. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're rolling. There's a flag on the play. It's in the secondary. So my assumption is I think that's going to be against Alabama. We'll wait and see. That was a first down play. As you mentioned, Michigan's starting to look like a team gaining confidence. So we'll keep you updated. Get you caught up on the flag. Um, anything jump out at you, Dustin? Three and a half with Texas, 62 on the total. Yeah, look, I, I've got my ticket on Washington, and I, I would take the points. I wouldn't lay it, even though I am scared of the matchup. I, I think Texas absolutely win, like can win this game, but I like taking the three and hook with Washington because I think the way to mitigate what Texas is going to do on that, on that defensive front, they're really good at limiting the run. I think for Washington, they almost have to treat it in reverse. Use the pass to set up the run. So 
set up some shorts. So pass on first down to set up some second and shorts and get Dylan Johnson involved that way. I think that's one way that Washington stays with them and, and mitigates what Texas can do on the D line. Before Patrick, that's gets- a huge call. That's a personal foul, 15 yard penalty against Breeson, who I think's the. See the fullback from yeah. Michigan 44 uh, hit with a P- Alabama player on the ground and he went helmet to helmet to keep him there. So a huge 15 yard penalty to back up Michigan here. I, I would two things. Number one, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a targeting review on this play and there's an ejection. Oh, and also um, just a, a crucial penalty. You can't make this type of mistake. I guess they're not going to review it for targeting. But uh, in terms of the Texas Washington game, if you're going to play Washington guys, I would look at the plus 145 money line. I don't believe t- Washington loses is this game by three points or less if you can get the four take the four but if not it feels like to me texas is going to win the game probably by seven or more if they're going to win if not i think washington's an outright winner here huge third down so let's walk you through this one third and nine michigan on their own 31 that 15 yard penalty the personal foul it's end of the first okay so we're going gonna Go to the end of the first quarter at the Rose Bowl, tied up at sevens. Michigan, a two and a half point favorite in game at DraftKings, 49 and a half on the total. It's going it's to be an interesting spot. And I'll tell you what, this is a crucial game. And, you know, look, if Michigan doesn't get, I mean, doesn't get the first down, Alabama still got to respond, guys. This was a a personal foul penalty that really negated the drive. They just seem like they're more aggressive. They're more confident as the game has progressed. And it was, it was, by the way, it was a legit call. I agree with you. I think the, I think there should have been a review for targeting. Yeah. Alabama player on the ground, Michigan fullback goes directly at him to keep him there, but went helmet to helmet. So interesting, kind of got lucky that he wasn't tossed big guy on the way out. You mentioned during the break, you wanted to give out an NBA play. Uh, Jaime Jaquez for the Miami Heat tonight. Over 23 and a half points, rebounds and assists. No Jimmy Butler. Uh, Haywood Highsmith is out. Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin are questionable. I looked up games without Butler, Martin, and Lowry, games without just Butler, games without Butler and Martin. I averaged all of the numbers. He averages about 24.71, but over his last four games without Butler, 27.75. They're taking on the Clippers. I think Kawhi ends up guarding Tyler Hero with Butler out. Jaime Jaquez back in Los Angeles, 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. We'll go over on it. Can he win rookie of the year? I actually think he can. Yeah, if he were to redo that draft, he'd probably be the third overall pick. He's amazing. Milrow sliding has got me thinking. That's all I'm saying, boys. It wasn't a great look. You're the SEC. Jalen Milrow's a big boy, and he's given himself up with two yards to go in the final four. I didn't love it. It was a flinch from a team that I didn't think would blink. Didn't love the slide. All right, Kamal, enjoy the games. Dustin, enjoy the games. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.